The Portland Trail Blazers' Damian Litter says, I'm proud to be known for committing to one team. His full quote over here says that I feel proud to be that guy because I don't think you earned something like this two years, $122 million contract extension just by going out there and scoring a bunch of points. And, you know, and fight, right? Yeah, yep, and fight and the passion and pride. My eyes are playing tricks on me about not just the name on the back, but the name on the front and how you impact the people that you come in contact with. Okay, that's a quote from Dane. Now, Zay, I'm going to add a little spice to this because I just saw prior to us actually recording this show and getting on the air, Scottie Pippen actually, you know, had some comments that he made on Kevin Durant's trade request saying that it's what the owners have been doing to the players for years. I don't feel bad for what KD is doing at all. So this is big little commotion when it comes to loyalty and players asking for trades. And Zay, I actually want to start there. And then I want us to transfer that into the question that we have here on the agenda, which is will Dane regret signing that two-year extension with the Trailblazers? So I think, you know, um, regarding the Kevin Durant um, trade request, you know, I think Scottie Pippen, He's somebody that is, he's very interesting when he talks, when he speaks, because he's always backtracks himself in some capacity. He's done it so many times in the media. Um, more specifically, the thing I remember him saying the most was that MJ and LeBron debate. How he goes, yeah, well, LeBron is a better player, so he's the, he's the greatest of all time. Then goes back on, I believe it was, it rather ESPN on the first take. I forgot, I mean, uh, Sports Center or first take. I forgot which exactly episode, um, platform it was. But he goes to say, he backtracks, like, yeah, Michael Jordan was the greatest of all time. We couldn't have won those championships without him. But then goes on to say, yeah, well, LeBron's the best all-around player of all time. And that's why uh, he's uh, the greatest of all time. And then goes back to say, you know, you can't really determine the greatest of all time because LeBron is the, great, is the greatest all-around player, but Michael Jordan was the greatest scorer. So it's like, it's tough to really gauge where Pippen's mind is at when he's saying these things in different magnitudes, especially last night. He was saying a lot of stuff in the summer. You know, he was, he was talking up a storm. Not only because his son was playing the Lakers, which I assume he'll be a, uh, uh, in my opinion, uh, he'll be uh, one of the rotational pieces on the Lakers since they don't really have nobody. But Scottie Pippen, he's always talking. You know, and I think, I don't know if I could give him any validity besides him being a, a really great basketball player when he was playing. He was on the Bulls. You know, he had a great time. He had a great um, stint with the Trailblazers as well. You know, he has... um. A resume, a great basketball resume. But when it comes to talking sports and he comes to talking about today's game, he just, it just, he's not there. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like, it's, it's missing. It's like, he's not in the, in, in the, in the now. And it's, it's, it's kind of frustrating because he's a guy who was an all time great. You know, everyone always, you got to respect your elders, respect the, those who played the game at, at the highest level. But it's just some people just can't talk the game and they just don't know what they're talking about. And I think this is one of those situations here. Yeah. I mean, look. I want to make this clear on the record. I don't have a problem with players, you know, taking control of their destiny mm -hmm. and saying, listen, this situation is not what I thought it was and I'm out, you know. But I do take into account that I don't like the fact that a lot of these players that ask for trades just sign contracts and contract extensions, which I don't really understand. Like you just signed a, a contract extension. Okay, multi-million dollar year extension. And then all of a sudden, you didn't even get past one year of the extension and you ready to bounce. So why the hell did you sign that, that extension debt? That's what I have a lot of issues with. Watson, even though we all knew the situation that Watson was in, he did it. Kevin Durant did it. He just signed the extension with the Nets 
last season. Okay. And um now nah, he's wanted to be traded. It goes on all the time, and I never understood it, and I never respected it. Also, too, I don't mind you saying that look, I want to go, I want to go to another franchise. That's cool. But when you start to stack the deck, now you lose my respect because guys like LeBron James, I never had a problem with LeBron James leaving Cleveland. I actually wanted him to leave Cleveland the first time I'm talking about here. You know, um, because you looked at his roster, he carried those bumps to the finals okay so i'm not mad that he left you know i thought he should have went to chicago played with d rose you're not stacking the deck there even though that's a good team Thibodeau was doing his thing at the time Derek rose was doing his thing you're putting them over the top but you went to miami and joined forces with Dwayne wade and chris bosh and wade was already a, a champion so he showed you how to win and you basically took the easy way out kevin durant took it 10 times a notch up he joins the team that won 73 games. Okay. And then now he goes to the net, try to do his own thing. And now his trade request is like, listen, bring me to the Suns and bring me to the Heat. Bro, those two teams was number one in both conferences at the end of the year. You know what I'm saying? In seeding in the regular season. What are we doing here? So, yeah, I have a problem with that. So, I have to make sure that's clear because a lot of people going to hear me and say, oh, he doesn't like player empowerment. Dummy, listen to my statement, please. Okay. Thank you very much. Now, I want to. Add on to Damian Lillard real quickly here because the follow-up question is, will he regret the extension that he made? And I don't think he will because I think he knows. He's been in this league for, you know, this amount of time, a very long time, and he knows that, um, you know, the situation is what it is. So I'm pretty sure if he was going to regret it, he would have left. He signed this deal. Loyalty means a lot to him. And why can't loyalty be the new legacy? You know, you're judged by your rings, how much rings you win at the end of the night. But why can't, in today's era, loyalty be the new legacy? Like, yo, when everybody was ditching and everybody was flocking to stack up on chips and, you know, um, my God, Dame stayed loyal, why can't that be a legacy in itself? We don't have to have it share the same legacy as a championship because you can't wait it to. They're different. Championships is obviously going to put you over the top. Oh, loyalty. I get that. But why can't there be a separate legacy for loyalty where Dame and, and um Bill could be at? You know, and real Lil, because I'm loyal too. You feel me? Why can't it be a separate legacy there? Now, before I pass the rock back to you, I would say this. I want Kevin Durant to go to the Blazers. I want him to say, listen, this is a place that I want to go to and try to make that happen. Because I don't want to see Kevin Durant. I already know Kevin Durant can join a stacked team and put them over the top. He did so before. I want to see, can he join a team that's talented that still needs a lot of pieces, can he put that team over the top? That's what I want to see right now. Can you help a guy that, number one, was loyal? Steph Curry already proved that he could win without you, before you, after you. Dame hasn't proved that. Dame hasn't beat Steph Curry. Dame hasn't made the finals before. Can you help him get to that point? That's where your legacy needs to be saved now. Ah, your legacy is tarnished, but if you go to Portland... And you help Dane in that market, that team that haven't won a championship since 1977. Now your legacy is safe. I don't care about the Suns. Okay, the Sun is out. I don't care about them. I don't care about the Heat. Can you take this small market team that hasn't won nothing with talent and put them over the top? Cream of the crop. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what I want to see. You know, I, I didn't get the answer. To, I mean, I didn't answer the first question. So I'm going to go with, um, you know, with Kevin Durant. Um, his issue, my biggest issue with the Kevin Durant is the situation because of him asking out for a trade because of the extension 
is due to the fact that he went to an organization where he was able to craft everything himself and he didn't get it done. And then once he gets an extension, like you stated, he wants to be out. That's not fair to the organization and it's going to be something that's going to be crazy in a collective, collective bargaining agreements uh, soon when they start crafting that. And there's going to be something that's going to be talked about with players just leaving after get signing these crazy extensions. They're probably going to say if you sign an extension, you're going to have to serve the entire extension. And that might be in the talks because there should be no reason why you're asking to be traded once you signed an extension a year before. doesn't make sense. Um, another thing, when you talk about Dame, I think Dame is not going to regret signing that two-year extension because he's done everything for this organization. So a, a payday at the end of the day is what's going to be good for him. It's not his duty to take less money. That's not on his, That's not on his prerogative. He plays basketball professionally to make the most money possible. The prerogative of a player is to make most the most money as you can while you can because not everything is certain, not everything is guaranteed. You get the most money as you can. The front office has not given him any help on his roster whatsoever since he's been there. C.J. McCollum was drafted there. Anthony Simons was drafted there. These guys became studs because the development team got the, the guards playing good basketball. Nurkic is always hurt. He's not reliable at um in very important moments of the, in the series. I mean, in his career with Dame Lillard. And you have to um add help. He got paid $60 million a year. Everyone's like, yeah, that's way too much. How can he take that much knowing the team needs help? That's the front office duty. The front office needs to prioritize getting their guys, um, getting people around their guys. You know, it is not Dame Lillard's um, job to say, yeah, we need help. I'll take uh, $3 million, try to get someone else. You know, that's not Dame Lillard's prerogative. He's going to make the money. He has an agent for a reason to get him the most money. His agent is not thinking about, hey, Dame needs some help. Could you do give him some help? It'll take $20 million less. That's not Dame's agent's job. His job is to get the most money possible for his client, which is Dame Willard. Dame Willard did it right. He signed the right contract, $122 million in two years. That sounds like a great payday. Now, people could say he's a bag chaser. People could say he's all in it for the money. I'm like, hey, every time Dame is playing, he plays 100% on the floor, and he tries to win every single game. He doesn't cheat the game. So you can't um, slide him for making the money that he's due and owed. If anything, he owed more money. Because without Dame Lillard, Portland is nothing. Portland is not a, a, a playoff team. They're not a playing team. They're damn near a lottery team. Probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league if Dame is not playing on the court. So, personally, I think it was the right move for Dame. And um, I think, it, it's it, like I said, he's showing what players do when you're supposed to sign an extension and contract because he goes out on the floor and plays his heart out. Other, other than some guys who signed extensions and want to leave right away. I slightly, I won't say disagree, but I can see the mirror in the take that you had where you could look at it from two different perspectives, right? And two different realities. When you said about, um, you know, you didn't fault him for taking the money because, you know, with all due respect, he deserves that money. Every bit of that contract, right? Because how hard he puts it on the floor, how he gives it his all, and he gave his all to this franchise. Believe it. But I do think sometimes, you know, you do need to take initiative as an athlete to say, all right, I'm going to step here, and I'm going to do the front office job in a, in a way. For example, Tom Brady, we all know he's famous for taking pay cuts. That's what he's been doing his whole career because he wants to win championships. That's his most important task. You can argue Tom Brady should be the highest paid player at some point in his career in NFL history because he's the GOAT, period. But his mindset is win a championship 
So he takes the initiative. He can say, you know what, man, I take the bread. That's the front office job. They need to map that out or whatever. And I got my agent. His job is to get me paid this, that, and the third. X, Y, and Z amount of dollars. But he takes initiative. So I do think in some retrospects, you, you know, you take a pay cut. James Harden, possibly, well, not possibly, he's taking a pay cut so his team could be surrounded with um guys that can help him win a championship. So, you know, I think at some point in your career, Maybe not after your first contract, but maybe after your second one. You say, all right, I take a friendly discount to, you know, win a championship because at this point in my career, that's my goal, and that's where my goal lies. But um, I do want to touch back to my point about KD joining the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, you know, you got a floor space in Dane that can shoot the rock. You got a prolific scorer in um, Kevin Durant. You got the big and Nurkic. You know, you got Anthony Simons, who possibly you won't have, because if you're making a deal for Kevin Durant, I would assume he'll be the centerpiece of the deal. So you won't have him. He'll be on the way out along with Josh Hart and maybe the the um the dude Sharp, the rookie that got drafted, even though you know he's a little bit banged up. You know, and picks. That's where you will make this trade happen if you were. To make it happen if you're Portland. Because you don't really have the talent to really make it happen. Just by sending out players. The picks is where you will probably get the deal done. Along with the three guys that I just named. And then you get Kevin Durant over there. Everybody saw um, smaller market KD. I like smaller market KD than I do big market KD. Because with big market KD he messed things up. Even Washington. Right? Like who doesn't get their hometown team a, a visit bro? Like where is the hometown product? couple years ago he was a free agent okay and he didn't even get them a, a, a interview a meeting like where's the whole town product Bradley Bill is a star in this league they got KP over there I mean yo if you're the Kevin Durant like yo I know he's you gotta get traded he can't go there now but you can at least have a preferred you know look over there something like that say all right I'll be fine if you can't get me to the heat and the suns they go to the Wizards. I always say uh, Kevin Durant is the greatest two the NBA has ever seen, but he's not a number one. I'll continue to say this guy has not shown us he could be the number one player on the team and carry his team to a victory. You know, it's you need when people pointed at, pointed at him in Golden State and said he was the he was the best player on the team. They ignored the fact that he had two of the greatest shooters we probably ever seen play the game of basketball, a defensive player of the year, and Draymond Green, and probably the um, arguably one of the best uh, role. Uh, players um, in combination, uh, in combination, uh, what this team was uh, alongside of Steve Kerr, one of the best coaches in the league. So it took a lot for Kevin Durant to win a ring. You know, in in that in that situation, it wasn't just Kevin Durant led this team to a victory. It was everything was perfect for this team to win at that point. And Kevin Durant was literally the cherry on top. He wasn't the Sunday. He wasn't the whipped cream. He wasn't the, the cup. He was the, just the cherry on top because everything else was already there for that team to win. The team was three and one in the finals without him. You know, and they lost a three straight, but it was three and one without him. So the fact that people think he's some number one is not, you know, Kevin Durant is one of the greatest number twos. He go to the team and really put them over the top, like you stated. But he's not a guy you could start from scratch with because clearly when you had that opportunity in Brooklyn, things didn't work out in his nature. He had everything he wanted and needed. Um, Portland, I don't know if that's going to be the destination for him. He, like I said, he needs everything to work. He needs everything around him in order for him to be successful. And um, it's going to be very difficult to get him in those situations. <clears throat> and, you know, it goes back to what you stated before in previous episodes. He needs to go to a team that has it all already. You know, you, taught, you pointed at Boston, Miami. You pointed at Suns. Utah, I mean, not Utah Jazz. 
um, Golden State, even he goes back over there. Teams that have everything already figured out and, and sorted, so then he could just go in there and just add his scoring touch to everything else. Because everything at this particular moment, he is not the guy. He's not the guy. You know, he's not going to bring it to a chip. He's won one playoff series in three seasons. Um, he's had two of the greatest scores we've ever seen in a playing game of basketball. And James Harden and Kyrie Irving couldn't get it done. You know, and it's it's just not it. You, I, you I, we gave you the coach you wanted. We gave you the players you wanted. You was in a situation where you was the number one guy. No one else was taking that spot from you, and you couldn't get it done. So I think at that point, you know, I think first of all, I think Westbrook deserves an apology for all the the slander he's been getting over the years due to the fact that Kevin Durant left. And people say, oh well, he can't play with Westbrook because Westbrook is this and that and the third. You know, Westbrook had a, a very slandered name for years, even to this very day, slandered name. So I think, you know, I think he just definitely owes Westbrook an apology after this because this is just ridiculous at this point. Let me make myself clear on the record. When I talked about the Celtics and the Warriors as potential trade destinations for KD, it was more so I thought they offered the best package because they're so talented and they got depth. So I thought that the packages and they made the finals last year. So, you know, you have guys that's possibly coming over with finals experience. But I don't want to see that. Like, I don't want to see Tatum and, and um Kevin Durant along with that team that they got over there. I don't want to see Kevin Durant back with Steph Curry because I already know what they can do together. I'm preaching, listen, we already know he could be a, a great bus rider, Kevin Durant, right? Charles Barkley called him a bus rider. But I would like to see him drive the bus. Yeah, he goes to Portland. The depth is compromised. They don't got a lot of depth. They don't got that much guard play anymore behind Dame. So, yeah, you're going to be too front up with Dame and, and KD trying to do the bulk of the work. But that's a task that you should embrace. What happened to competing? Oh, we just don't compete no more? Oh, I just want to go over there and make it easy for myself, bro. You run a ring already. You want two. Not competing. Why can't we compete for once? That's what I would like to see. Because you can always add on to that roster. Along with that core, you still got Jeremy Grant over there. You still got Nurkic over there. So you can still build around that team, even though the depth is compromised. And like I said, the guard play is compromised. What happened to the love of competing? You know, that's what we're missing right now. But I will say this to bring us to a very calm commercial break. There's going to be a time, as I go back to my point earlier, about loyalty being a, a legacy in itself, in its own category. We're going to reflect back and see James Harden scoring all those points and say, oh, well, he didn't get a ring. Okay, not everybody's going to have a ring, bro. Like, I know a lot of people want Dame to go to a contender and compete. Not everybody's going to have a ring, just like Barkley never had a ring. All them good players never had a ring. James Harden potentially may not never get a ring. We're going to look back and say, oh, Carmelo, one of the elite shot makers, ISO king at his finals, never won a ring. Okay, we're going to look back and say CP3, the point guard, top three of all time, never won a ring. We're going to sit back and see Russell Westbrook, triple-double machine, never run a ring. Not everybody's going to run a ring, bro. It's just the reality. So protect that bag, protect that chicken, and protect that loyalty. <laughs> 